Hello, and welcome to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I'm your host, Hugh Willard. Aging Well is a podcast for everyone in or approaching the retirement years. There's a lot to unpack here apart from the financial planning component, and we'll do just that. We'll explore new interests, priorities, and goals, and finding purpose for ourselves and in our relationships. Join me each episode as I share stories and chat with guests learning to live their best next act lives. Welcome back, everyone, to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. Yes, I'm back. It's Heather Lyons, Hugh's partner. I had so much fun switching seats with Hugh a few weeks ago that he invited me back for a special season's end retrospective. 2023 was the second season for the show, and it was another banner year with a lot of great guests who shared their experiences and their expertise. Hugh and I are going to pause and look back over this year and hopefully encourage you to go back and check out any of the shows you may have missed, or maybe have another listen to some of your favorites. Before we get into the specifics of season two, Hugh, how has this year been for you? I know you've been busy. Tell us what you've been up to. It Yes. Thank you, Heather. It's wonderful to have you back in the lead seat. I love doing this with you. And of course, yes, you do know that I have been nutty busy. Um, it's They're all labors of love, but even then, you know, you, you got to watch those uh those limits where you redline too much. Um, so yes, uh, work has been busy. My therapy practice, of course, stays full. And as uh, you and I think many of our listeners know, I have been in school going for my MFA in creative uh, nonfiction at Bay Path University. And that's that's wonderful and just keeps me hopping. Plus the podcast, oh yeah, and I did uh, get my first nonfiction book published, Finding Beauty in the Gray, just came out in early November, and uh, that's that's been a labor of love and a, a, a long journey, and you know, those are cliches, but uh, they, they ring true, and we're going to roll right into next year with uh, more on the book and school and the podcast and everything else, and I will talk about that today, so it's it has been a very busy, but a very fulfilling year for me. Similar to season one, you had a nice eclectic mix of guests in season two. Folks with a certain professional acumen around some important facet of the second half of life, others who shared wonderful travel and other adventures. And of course you always mix in a few great authors. How does this process unfold and come together? How do you how do you find these people? That's a great question. Um, so thematically, it's important to me. There are certain themes that are just right in front of you that line up. They're they're holidays. We just had um, uh, Santa Warren on. Um, you know, African American Santa. We're in the holiday season, so. Uh, Earth Day, uh, you know, they're, they're different um, and, and certain uh, religious uh, holidays that that line up. And so I look to get folks who can speak to those uh, particular themes. 
to just have a resonance there around those. But uh, there's a number of different culture experiences with respect to the overall mission of the podcast. Um, you know, we are looking at the lives of folks who are in the second half of life. And I'm very interested in having folks talk about their passions, their interests, their day-to-day lives. Um, this is what we connect with. You know, this is where we live. So I go after those stories. And, and of course, they have a, a little bit of, um, uh, you know, a little bit of energy to them. You know, they, they're interesting to us. So um, I have that. And then I have the experts who are going to come on and who are going to talk about very important issues in the second half of life, uh, be it elder care, be it um, orienting to, you know, how we are going to engage transitions, losses, um, other sorts of resources that we need to connect with. Um, so I'd like to have that mix in there. Your question was, how do I find these folks? Well, I um, it's by hook or crook. Uh, I, I certainly stay tuned in to any of the established resources around, um, such as AARP. We've had a number of guests that have come on from, we live in North Carolina. We've had a number of guests that have come on that I have been able to access through our state magazine, which is the North Carolina state um, publication. And they have such wonderful stories of people in their day-to-day lives. And so that's a great resource. Uh, as I mentioned, AARP, um, I pick up, you know, I, we're watching a show on PBS and I, I, you know, there's an interesting story about a couple in, you know, New Hampshire. Um, and so, and then I just reach out and try to make those connections in any way that I can and, uh, talk to them about what the show is and, uh, people are very gracious. And so it's, it's great to have the variety of folks that come on uh, to share their experiences. You've also found some people on some of our travels. Yes, we had, uh, yes, we had Joe uh, Eldridge Morrissey on that. And she was in New Hampshire and, and that was great for sure. Yeah. She was, it was fun to chat with her. So. Can you share some memorable moments from different shows in season two? Yes. Now, of course, you know, I, I, I would ramble on about this and because there were so many great episodes, but um, to, to point out a few. So, I'm, you know, I mentioned that um, I love travel stories. Um, you know, I, I love people who are doing different and interesting things. And of course, I love, uh, you know, authors are near and dear to my heart. So early in the early in season two, we had Rebecca Tuttle. Uh, and she uh, lives in New Hampshire, and uh, she has a daughter in California, and she had a her daughter's VW bus, and this was vintage 1980 VW bus, and she took this trip, a rather cir- circuitous trip across country in this old VW beater bus, she came down the eastern coast and went sort of across the southern part of the country and then up the the west coast to her daughter and and she she journaled about this online and shared her her adventures along the way and and she did have adventures and and she was great fun to talk with and um Herod Whitcraft this gentleman uh, elder gentleman in the bay area 
who is significantly visually impaired at many points was uh, considered to be going blind by all of the uh, medical uh, professionals involved in his care. He's involved in uh, elder arts program in the San Francisco area, and he makes wonderful art from this vantage point of being visually impaired. And, and he was just a character and he was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, let's see. Abby Thomas, Abigail Thomas, she is an absolute joy. Abby is a, an award-winning author. She is a joy. She is irreverent, uninhibited, uh, and she, and I've read several of her books. Uh, we talked about her still life at 80, and she shared so much about her, her time at her home and her love of all things um, sentient uh, with, with the the vegetation and the trees and all the animals that come in and out of her home and she was such a joy to talk with and let's see what else we had uh we had the ebony anglers on they are a group here in north carolina of women african-american women who are just taking the fishing world the competitive fishing world by storm and it was such fun to talk with them camp codger we had the guys from Camp Codger, their podcast on, and and they they were just so much fun. That's the thing about the podcast; it's just you know you learn a lot, and the folks have so much resource to share, but they also just share who they are and their personalities, and it's it's always a joy for me, and and I I think for our listeners as well. Those were great ones. You picked some good ones there to talk about. You've had more than seventy five guests in the first two seasons. Do you see having any of these folks back in season three? Well, we have not had any repeat guests uh, at this point, but uh, certainly as we're getting some length here, I certainly can see that happening. I, I did, um, we had Kim Hange on um, earlier in the fall and she's in the mountains of North Carolina and she and her husband have this um, this sanctuary up there and it's just gorgeous and the the education and the work that she does out in nature she was a joy to talk to and she and I actually have already um, uh, chatted and, and lined up that we're going to have her back on for Earth Day 2024 she's excited about that we're looking forward to that um, I mentioned that I enjoy the the travel shows we had Mark Edgar on um earlier this summer, he basically, you know, one of those uh, uh, life on the road stories where he sold everything and bought um, an RV and started tooling around the country. And that's the life he's living. And I would love to check back in with him and see where his adventures have taken him over the past year plus. And uh, Debbie Weiss, um, she's a new author and um, she just was on the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, she sent me a, an email about that and I was so thrilled for her. And so I imagine things are taking off for her and I would love to check in with her. I'd love to check in with so many. So we'll, we'll see how this unfolds in the time ahead. Anything else ahead to look forward to for season three? Well, as, as, as I said, more travel, uh, more authors, I uh, got a couple of authors already lined up for early in the season. I got a great and the fun couple that are going to be coming on and, and with a book that they've just written um, more culinary mavens who uh, we, we have, we definitely have our food shows. 
So uh, that's something that's interesting to a lot of folks. So we'll have more of those folks come on. Certainly more on caregiving um, and just the it, it's high importance at this time of life, whether we consider it's for ourselves or our spouses and partners or our parents. Um, you know, that's a an ever present dynamic and we need constant attention to that. How do we take care of ourselves? And so we need to hear from some experts on, you know, just some of the some of the important um, considerations for, you know, the, these particular times of life. We have talked about your latest book, Finding Beauty in the Brain. When I was last on with you, you read an essay and a poem from the book. Do we have time for you to share another piece with our listeners? Sure, we do. So, and, um, you know, I was thinking the very first episode for season one of the show, I shared a bit about Bill Carson. Um, and uh, Bill is someone that I met uh, 25 or so years ago up in the mountains of North Carolina. And um, so I referenced him on the very first show, and uh, I certainly hope to have him on in season three as well. So I'm, I'm going to read uh, a bit about uh, Bill Carson, which actually kicks off the first, it's the first essay in the first section of the book. And it starts with a quote of Bill's. When you retire, if you had a busy job, you take your busyness with you. The Blue Ridge Parkway offers a welcome summer respite from the stifling, muggy flatlands of central North Carolina. Each year, with temperatures a good 7 to 10 degrees cooler and lower humidity, it beckons a steady throng of visitors to its myriad attractions. The unadulterated, quiescent grandeur of the land itself would be more than enough to entice me. Growing up in the North Carolina Piedmont, I've spent parts of every summer and winter traipsing and trolling around this whispered wonderland. Feeling well-versed in the Blue Ridge's offerings, I was delighted to come across something new one bright July morning in 1999. Where there was once a long-neglected scrabble of parched, brittle, and lichen-covered apple trees, there was now a vibrant, fecund expanse of an orchard aptly named the orchard at Alta Pass. Not long after pulling in to check out this revived botanical bevy, I found myself with a handful of other guests in the back of a dusty wood-paneled trailer being pulled by a large John Deere tractor, a good old-fashioned hayride minus the hay. As we toured the orchard, sitting at the fore of the trailer and facing us was an avuncular bespeckled gentleman with a worn denim baseball cap and an easy accentless speech pattern. Bill Carson, one of the founders of the orchard at Alta Pass, began spinning stories of truth and lore about the orchard and surrounding lands. One particularly amusing anecdote was about the McKinley patriarch from the 1800s, whose name was assigned to a nearby gap that ran along the majestic ridges. As Bill told it, Mr. McKinley was quite peripatetic and purported to have had many wives and more than 100 children across the hills, which provided convenient distance and natural cover for his antics. Bill Carson is a natural storyteller, a peaceable man, 
His soft eyes and unassuming facade belie his rail straight and steady locomotion. He is a man with purpose and vision. As a child, he watched the Sputnik space launch on TV with his dad, and his fate was sealed. His newfound love of math and science took him to Purdue University and a degree in engineering, which he parlayed into a 32-year career with IBM. He had central roles with NASA and all of the moonshots. With Apollo 11's historic mission and Neil Armstrong's iconic small step, humankind began a consummated love affair with outer space that continues to this day. Over the years, we have learned the merest or most prolific amount, depending on one's perspective, about the outer realms. Bill's hands were on the engineering side. On another side, we learned quickly about the mental and physical effects of going from a gravity-laden environment to a gravity-less setting and back again. There is the potential for muscle, bone, and organ atrophy, among other possible deleterious impacts. Given these insights, NASA and other space agencies have learned how to properly prepare and acclimate astronauts to the venture from one planetary scape to another. This includes a precise protocol immediately following splashdown for the astronauts. Depending on the duration of the mission, it can take anywhere from a few months to a year to readjust to life back on Earth. Bill eventually finished his work with NASA before moving over to a few other projects, including working on the Patriot Missile Program for the Department of Defense. He was indeed a busy man. And then Bill retired in 1993 at age 54. Fortunately for Bill, he had foresight and intention that accounted for and allowed him to take his busyness with him into retirement to ease the splashdown and steps into a life beyond. The impact of moving unprepared too quickly into this new time and setting were not to be. A lifelong healthy financial steward along with his wife, Judy, Bill knew that they were on solid financial ground as he moved into his 50s. What was left for Bill was finding purpose and outlets for creative pursuits. He and Judy loved Colorado. They bought a cabin in Durango and imagined settling into a life of baking cookies for the tourist passengers at the railroad depot in Silverton. Two years before retirement, when this plan failed to gain sufficient traction, Bill pivoted and bought a loom. He began teaching himself the craft of weaving, in time creating beautiful and intricate art. He shared the story of deciding to take one of his creations to a craft fair in the North Carolina mountains. He and Judy had moved there by this time. They loved the area and were tending to his ailing aunt. He was musing over what price point would be reasonable for his wall hanging. Quote, I considered that I probably spent about 60 hours on the project. I decided that $10 an hour sounded okay, so I, so I said $600, end quote. At the fair, several folks stopped and admired his piece, but no one seemed interested in buying. Bill then described one lady who complimented him on the rug. Quote, she looked at the price tag and misread it, saying, $60? That's too much. End quote. Bill smiled and told me, it was at that moment I realized I was weaving for myself. I'll stop there, but this Bill's story continues. It goes on to talk about his sister uh, and them deciding to buy the apple orchard and some of, some of his activities there. 
but that's where they found their purpose and their ground, he and his wife, Judy, and uh, quite a happy experience uh, in their time there. So that's how we start out the book. And uh, so it's uh, he's a special man. Anything else you're looking forward to in 2024? Well, uh, all the projects uh, continue full steam. So work, podcast, I'm excited about a, a number of the guests that we have coming in. I'm excited about doing more with the book and, and getting on some, some more podcasts and some TV and, and radio interviews and you know, getting to some bookstores. Excited about that. Uh, I will be student teaching um, in the spring at Sand Hills Community College along with you. And so very excited about that. So uh, yes, uh, you and I, and just more time together and travels. Now you'll be taking your kids to Switzerland and just the way these things worked out, that will line up differently uh, for me. And uh, I will be taking my girls to Vancouver for a trip this summer. So those are exciting things for both of us. And another trip to the Northeast later in the summer. So yeah, lots of good stuff to look forward to in 24. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great year. Yes. 2024 is going to be exciting. I'm going to have a new knee, which will enable us to do um, more hiking pickleball. and some pickleball, hopefully. Yes. And um, yeah, some good trips coming up. So I'm really looking forward to 2024 as well. It was fun looking back on season two with you. Thank you for having me back in the host's seat. I really, really like doing this. Um, and thank you to our listeners. We look forward to more time together in season three. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. You have been listening to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I am author, psychotherapist, and life coach, Hugh Willard. To learn more about this podcast, listen to other episodes, and discover resources related to our guests and topics, please go to our website, findingbeautyinthegray.com. If you have comments or questions, or would be interested in sharing your story with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at findingbeautyinthegray.com. Aging Well is produced by Willow Way Creations with sound engineering by Garrison Locke. Theme music is written and performed by yours truly with Greg McGee and Garrison Locke. Thanks everyone for joining us. We hope you will be with us again next week.